didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. <laughs> and I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney. And this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, starting with the very first episode of Stranger Things in season one. And we are now at the end of Stranger Things season two, chapter nine, The Gate. And Colin is here with your summary. The ninth chapter of Stranger Things 2, titled The Gate, debuted on Netflix on October 27th, 2017. It was written and directed by the Duffer Brothers and has a runtime of one hour, two minutes and 22 seconds. It's early in the morning of Monday, November 5th, 1984, and Elle has just wandered into the buyer's house. She hugs Mike and ignores Max. Then Mike gets pissed at Hopper after finding out he's been hiding Elle all this time. Once that's over with, they all agree she needs to close the gate as soon as the shadow monster is out of will. Meanwhile, poor Karen's bath is interrupted by Billy, who's looking for Max. She sends him to Joyce's house and presumably takes a cold shower. Back to the main action, Joyce, Jonathan, and Nancy take the comatose Will to Hopper's shed to get to work on cooking Will. Hopper and Elle head to the lab to close the gate. And Steve, Dustin, Max, Lucas, and Mike sit on the bench until Billy arrives and beats the tar out of Steve. After Max stabs Billy with one of the horse tranquilizers Joyce stole from the lab to give to Will, the group loads Steve into Billy's car and heads to the tunnels. On the way to the lab, Hopper and Elle have a little heart-to-heart and make up. In the tunnels, the kids and Steve arrive at the hub, douse it with gasoline, and light it up. All the demodogs react and head out from the lab, clearing the way for Hopper and Elle to head down into the pit of despair. At the shed, Joyce turns up the heat and Nancy jabs Will with an iron poker to finally get the monster out. Elle is clear to close the gate, which she does with the help of Hopper manning an assault rifle. All the demodogs die, including cute little Dart, and Hawkins gets back to normal. We see a montage of month-later events, including the closing of the lab and a funeral for Barb. Later, Hopper meets up with Owens at the bar and gets the doctored birth certificate declaring Hopper to be Elle's official dad. We then arrive at Saturday, December 15th, 1984, as the kids boogie at the snowball. Max and Lucas pair off and share a kiss. Dustin swings and misses a couple times before Nancy comes to the rescue. And even Zombie Boy gets a dance. Then Elle wanders in and dances and smooches with Mike as Hopper and Joyce share some quiet time in the parking lot. Life is pretty good until the camera rotates upside down and we see the Mind Flayer still hovering over or under everything. The end of Chapter 9 and the end of Season 2. I thought you were going to leave Dart out of your summary and I was going to be upset. Oh, got to put cute little Dart in there because he's so cute. This is similar to how I feel about Chris Pratt's ability to communicate with velociraptors in Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's, it's very similar. I, yeah. I feel like they don't have that part of the brain that makes them attached to anyone like lizard. Like they have that lizard brain. Right. And I Dart does Dart would not remember Dustin. He would no. eat him. <laughs> and and I, I love how Dustin actually took the goggles off and pulled his bandana down just so Dart could recognize him because I don't even know that Dart has eyes. I know. <laughs> All right. You want to you want to do homework before we get going? Are you ready for your homework? You're late again. Yeah, I had to get catch up homework. Let's go. OK. Number one. How many candles does Mrs. Wheeler have lit around her bathtub as she's relaxing? Oh, my God. Did you actually freeze it and look? I did. 
I did. It's got to be in the dozens. It was, there were a ton, like, I'm going to guess like 25 or something like that. There were a ton of candles. 12. Really? Yeah. A lot of it was, it would reflect off of the tile and stuff. So it looked like there were more, but no, I did pause. I paused the screen and counted. Okay. Twice actually to make sure that I had the number right. Number two, how many heaters do Joyce, Nancy, and Jonathan set up to burn the monster out of Will? I think it's three, right? It's two rectangular ones and one circular one, I think, right? That is correct. And then the fire. They had the fireplace going. Yeah, I didn't count that. I just meant electric heaters. Okay. Number three is how many Dimadogs actually attack Hopper and Eleven in in their little elevator car? Not... Not how many shoots, but how many actually attack? Oh, weren't that many? Car. Like, uh, three, maybe. I don't think there were that many, were there? You're close. It was two. Two. Okay. I thought there were a lot more. Yeah. But I guess I was just thinking of the ones that he shot. And you have that the last that scene with with the the shot with them all falling, and there's yeah. like, you know a hundred of them. Yeah. And in my head, it always I always hear it's raining men. <laughs> I don't know why, because they're dim dogs, but you, you may be the only one on that one. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay, number four. This one's pretty easy. How many girls are standing with Stacy when Dustin asks her to dance? There were four total, I think, right? So Stacy and three others, I think. Yes, is that, that right? is correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Not too shabby for season two. Whew. I can get to take a break next week. We'll. Yep. All right. Good. Okay. So let's 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 get into this thing. Oh, yeah. Um, fun to get to. I mean, you think about everything that happened in this episode. No wonder it was a little over an hour long. Yeah. And it, it's harder to. It takes longer for these. I feel like because they're all they all had separate missions. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got know, three so, three different storylines going on at once. Yeah. Right. So you've got the, you've got Popper and Eleven going to close the gate. You've got Steve as the babysitter of all the kids. And then you have Will and Joyce and Jonathan and Nancy trying to get the, the mind flare out. Yeah. So. And I think they did a good job um, kind of putting it all together, not dwelling too long on one. I mean, the pacing was, was pretty solid throughout. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, um, I think the Duffers did a good job with that. I think, you know, the camera work was good. The editing was good. Dixon and Stein's uh, score. Um, oh, I loved worked. the score yeah, of I this think, one. Um, you know, until we get to the snowball, which is, you know, kind of an epilogue. But, you know, as far as kind of the main part of the show, you know, it's funny because I was just going back and rewatching like older episodes. And I was, I just rewatched, I love um, the spy episode, which is the one when Will and uh, when Dustin and Steve were walking on the train tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's all the same day. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, it, it is. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, that's the afternoon. And then that night they're in the junkyard and the demo dogs go away and they kill the soldiers in the tunnels and the dogs come up from out. And then we have a little break for the lost sister. Um, but then it picks up yeah, right it's there. It's the lost sister that throws yeah. everything off and the dogs come up and then everything wraps up and yeah, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's all, I mean, the second half of the season is pretty much all one day. So, yeah, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh, I completely forgot that <laughs> I forgot about Dr. Owens until they came back in and Oh yeah. I forgot that he didn't get out when right. when Bob unlocked all the doors. Yep. And I love how he <laughs> kind of takes the opportunity as he's, you know, giving him a tourniquet on his way. Oh to, yeah. To uh, to you know, basically tell him like listen, you're yeah. going to fix this for us. Yeah. 
So I, I got you here. I'm I'm saving your life. You got to do me a solid. So did you think that Eleven was a little bit ridiculous with her snub of Max? That was that was one of my first notes. Yeah, because you know they thought I said you know the the first thing that kind of bugged me was you know it's the standard trope of somebody crying or being so upset with somebody and crying into their arms and that it becoming a hug and a kind of a tearful moment like Mike mm-hmm. did with Hopper. Yeah. I hate you so much. I hate you. I hate yeah. you. No, I'm just hugging you and I'm crying. You know, it's that kind of, you know, that's, you know, just such a, such a trope, but you know, they, they did good in the moment. But then my second note was like ignoring Max. I mean, really, you know, I think we've talked about the scene with David Harbor and, and Finn Wolfhard where he had an easier time yelling at Finn versus when him and when he and um, Millie Bobby Brown got into it over, you know, when her scene where she had yeah, the psychic tantrum. I don't think we've talked about that. So as it turns out, he, it, you know, it's not that he, he said he, in an interview I was reading, he said that he didn't feel it was a lot easier for him to, to do that scene with Finn. And he didn't know if it was because Finn is a little bit older than Millie and he's also a guy and, you know, and whereas when he's was filming that, you know, argument with Millie way back where she had like the psychic tantrum, mm-hmm. he, it was, it was like terrible for both of them. That day was awful. Yeah. And I think that, you know, some of that might have to do with the fact that, you know, the first half of the season is, I mean, David and Millie were just, it was just them. Yeah. You know, they weren't acting with anybody else. And, you know, so they they built up a relationship and and kind of a rapport. And I, I'm sure he probably thought of Millie as, you know, kind of a Oh, he's his, he said know. that in interviews, yeah. like he that they're super close and that yeah. he feels protective of her and yeah, as opposed to Finn, who was, you know, you know, just a kid, you know, one of the one of the kids, you know, and yeah, you know, it was a scene. So again, I thought he they both did a good job in the scene, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I want to detour real quick to Karen and then we can kind of get back into it with, with Karen's bath. Yeah. Um, I loved, and I didn't actually realize this. I kind of discovered it afterwards, just doing some research. Cause I looked up the book that she was reading the Joanna Lindsay's yeah. uh, heart of thunder, which came out in November of 1983. So yay. Good job. They actually didn't use the original cover of the book. They made a new cover and Photoshopped it to make the hero of the book look like Billy with the Oh no way. Mullet. Yeah. So I'll post a link on our socials of what the original cover is. Uh, there's oh, a that's couple, hilarious. couple stories about, you know, how they, how they, Did they have to get the permission. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I assume they had to, you know, do something, but it was, it was kind of funny that the, that's really funny. The original model on the cover didn't really look like Billy. It was kind of dark hair. It actually looked like Steve's hair. It was kind of like a, you know, <laughs> like a closer haircut and dark hair but they went back and they made a whole new cover and and made it look like billy was mm-hmm. the guy on the cover so uh, yeah i thought that was that was kind of funny so we get a lot of steve action in this episode too yeah and this is i mean steve gets beat up in every single season it was so funny because i was i was re-watching season three again too i don't know mm-hmm. I, I could keep my head straight when i'm like yeah <laughs> we're that's talking about I this can't... episode and i watched an old episode and then i watched right. season three all over again and everything so yeah because season three he spends most of season three looking like a you know beat oh, yeah. up piece of meat too so it's it's and it's then in season one jonathan beats him up yeah um and steve actually did get in the hit with the plate i don't know if you've read or i think that was in beyond stranger things they talked about that how steve actually got a little bit 
um, dazed because it is, it's a breakaway plate that Billy hits him Smashed with. on his head. Yeah. Um, but even if it's a breakaway plate, if he, if it just kind of hits you, hits you wrong, it doesn't mm-hmm. break away. Right. So he said he had to kind of sit down for a little bit because he, he got kind of he didn't get a concussion or anything, but he kind of kind of dazed from it because it was uh, it was a breakaway plate, but it it hit him just right that it, it yeah. didn't break when it should have. And that's actually the take they used. So you can you can actually see that. But, that scene is brutal. And just the way his face looks, I mean, after yeah. when they're driving in the car. Yeah. Um, before that, though, putting the demodog in the fridge. Why? And is it still there? <laughs> Yes. Is it still there? Did it go out when, I mean, like, did the fridge cut back on when they all lost power? I think, and- I, think I had kind of completely forgotten about that at the time, but watching it again, I'm like, why would you put that in if it's not resolved at some point further down the line, you know, well, like Joyce opening up her fridge or dead demo dog there. Well, <laughs> and that makes me wonder like, oh wait, so it was the dead one from the, the L through? It was the one that L threw through, through the window. Yeah, see, they never... They never verified that thing was dead either. Well, Hopper hit it, you know, kicked it with his boot. And he touched it with his boot. He was well, like, I, I think we were pretty sure it was dead. But, you know, the point is, somewhere- I'm the Duffer brothers ne- are very rarely leave something that they don't come back to. They plant little seeds and then you'll forget it and then it'll pop back up and you're like, oh, yeah. Could so be, watch but- the Demodog come out and still kind of, well, I don't know. It's been, it'll have been like yeah. two years now. So. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that all of the food that she had in her fridge is now spoiling on the floor. But and how bad was... would it smell? Yeah, <laughs> both the food that's been left out and the dog. Right? The dog in yeah, the terrible. Um, I did like when um, Nancy walked into Hopper's shed and looked around and said, "You know, it's actually kind of nice." <laughs> I know. And then Joyce looked and was like, Joyce it, it, looked around like, "What are you talking about?" It was kind of. It just reminded me of Princess Bride in the moment when they get down into the fire swamp. And oh, yeah. Wesley walks into the fire swamp. He's like, it's not that bad. And, she, and Buttercup looks at him weird. <laughs> He's like, yeah. well, I'm not saying I'd like to build a summer house here, but you know, the trees are actually quite lovely. <laughs> it's gonna, it's just one of those little things. That I really yeah. Like. That's funny. Can we talk about how much the monster, the mind flayer looks like a xenomorph when it's behind that the gate like the, all the webbing and stuff oh yeah through the um when they go down to mm-hmm. and it's kind of just the the silhouette of it yeah, yeah. you see it from the side like the profile it looks exactly yeah. like yeah and, and you know we, we've talked about all the aliens mm-hmm. alien alien and aliens references throughout this whole thing. right so yeah I don't, I don't think that's an accident certainly but yeah and i i really love the um and we can kind of jump ahead a little bit the filming of that scene which was just crazy. I mean, there was all kinds of, I mean, the Duffers at one point said, I think it was like they were filming what they thought filming a Marvel movie would look like because it was all green screen all around them. So it's basically, oh. it's basically Hopper and L in this kind of little elevator, just, you know, they, you know, they pulled it up like a foot off the floor or whatever, just so it could move. Um, but it was all green screens all around it. So then they had to go in and put all the visual effects in afterwards. Yeah. So, but I thought that, I mean, the, and then you think back to like season one and the visual effects in season one, and we talked before how, <laughs> yeah, how season one, they one, had guy. one, one part-timer and now they have like a whole room full of visual effects people. So, right. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought that was a, that, that was a great scene. I just, I, oh, I know. do too. I also think that, and I'm, I'm saying it as much as I don't want it to be true. I think we are going to see a side of 11 that we don't like. 
And I think it's right around the corner from season three. But I think that when we saw her use, I don't think that was her full power when she was closing the gate, you know, when she levitated up off the floor. Yeah. And, but if you looked at her eyes, her eyes went completely black. Yep. And she started to get like the black. It almost looked, it looked very similar to Will's skin when the mind flare was coming out. I think, I think we're going to get, we're going to get a revisit of, of Kali and, and, or, or some of the other numbered kids too. I, I think that they're going to, they're going to pop back up or, you know, one or two of them may at some point. I'm telling you, it's the dark Phoenix. It's going to be that whole, <laughs> it is, she is going to have her turn as the dark Phoenix. Just you wait, mark my words, listeners, yeah. wait for season four. Yeah, I'm actually kind of I'm really interested how they're going to go forward with season four, just on the trailer that we saw and, you know, from the Tadoom event and all that kind of stuff. And and, you know, kind of going back into the what looked like the 50s or 60s or is that what it was? Was it, no, it's the 40s and that's 40s? Uh, that's new character, Victor Creel. Yeah, the whole Creel stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's they're they're 100 percent leaning back hard. I think they're going back to just straight up horror. I I do have a question and you're not going to have an answer, but I just want to pose it for everyone to think about for upcoming seasons. But you know how, when they burn the mind flare out of will, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't it just immediately go into someone else? So what is the the last thing we knew? It just kind of flew off into the ether and, you know, we we don't really see it again. So, yeah, no. Yeah. Like that's no, I'm saying it definitely didn't go into someone else. So what is the connection with why does it want will so bad yeah i mean i think i think my inkling at the time was that it was just trying to get out of there getting out running away because it was so hot and he just wanted to be somewhere else i did want to mention they used will's dummy from the um from the body episode they brought it back and that's what nancy stuck with the poker oh really obviously they're not going to stick will with that's with the poker but uh yeah so they brought will's dummy um, oh, I think they talked about that just in, in yeah. Beyond Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I also liked with the whole scene with Dustin and Dart down in the tunnels. They said, I think this is also Beyond Stranger Things, that Dustin ad-libbed stepping in front of the monster and stepping in front of them to mm-hmm. kind of protect them from the monster. Um, I mean, the scene was there with the three musketeers and all that kind of stuff, but he actually ad-libbed, you know, kind of moving forward and protecting the group, which I thought was kind of a neat little, yeah, neat little thing. I would love, I loved the shot of the slow motion shot of Steve, like he'd already, he's throwing the lighter yeah. onto the gasoline. I would love to have that as a poster or just like a, a photo to frame just that shot of all yeah. of them in the right. tunnel with all that, like silly gear on i just think it looks it's goofy but i think it looks so cool the way it's lit and the way it was you know framed and everything yeah there's a in the uh uh, world's turned upside down book there's a neat picture of of them it's a black and white picture of them and they're all kind of standing against a wall like like usual suspects or something like that yeah like like an album cover or something kind of arms crossed you know Mm -hmm. and they're all in their goggles and handkerchiefs and and masks and all that kind of stuff it's it's kind of a neat little picture yeah, I would love that if I could find it somewhere. So let's go. Let's go forward to the um, the dust has settled. You know, all we know is it's a month later. Mm-hmm. Um, Murray is outside the lab, <laughs> waving, happily, waving happily goodbye. waving. Yep, as they as they you know flick him off as they drive by, and then we get 
a quick look at at uh, Barb's funeral, which I thought was which was kind of neat. And this from behind Stranger uh, Beyond Stranger Things too. They um, had a uh, quick video clip from Shannon Purser. They asked her, you know, what it was like, you know, because she hasn't been in the show since like episode three of season one, right? You know what it was like to you know see the funeral, and she said it was it's weird that I feel so attached to like this little family that I've never really met. I think it's such a sweet gesture to see a lot of people cared about Barb. It's very weird to have a funeral and to see people crying over pictures of yourself. And then talking about all the pictures in the, in the Holland's house at the KFC uh, scene. She said, that's yeah. one, that's one kind of thing. Like I laughed at, it was just all these like baby pictures of me and photos of me from I'm like, from when I'm like five and six years old. And those are actually my baby pictures, my childhood I pictures, thought it was. memories from my actual life. And now they're a part of Barb's life too. So that was, that was kind of a neat. Look. I wonder, so I guess they just, you think like showrunners just call up, you know, Shannon's parents. They're like, Hey, can we, uh, can we yeah. get some copies of some baby photos? We yeah. need them for a scene. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, and then we get the quick scene of Hopper and Owens uh, in the diner or in, mm-hmm. the, in the hideaway bar. Uh, and so now we know that Eleven is Jane Hopper, which was kind of a, kind of a neat little thing. And he wants to give him one, 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 give her one night. So then they, they go on to the snowball, which I think is like probably my favorite what know, is the budget story for... arc of the, the budget for the music. Is that what you were going for? No, what is the budget for the decorations at Hawkins oh. Middle School? I was going to say, because- the budget for the music, the Duffers said that they blew pretty much their entire season two budget on music just on the snowball. On oh, the yeah. They had playing the snowball. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, good Lord, they had all the lights and then all the tinsel and all the Listen, everything. I'm telling you. My dances school- never look like that. I just had to help fundraise for my daughter's high school homecoming. And I'm telling you, we did not have enough for all of that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I loved also the the shot of um, all the kids getting ready and Karen just trying to get Mike. It was just just like when he did Ghostbusters costume. Yeah. The same thing. And then Lucas talking to himself in the mirror, which I thought was really cute. And then we get the really quick look at um, we have Muse's replacement. Yes. I saw that. Yes. Um, Twos is the, is the new cat and he's got a little stocking hanging on the mantle and, and, Mrs. Henderson is holding um, twos in her arms like a baby. And then, you know, I got to take issue with Dustin because his hair was not damp. Well, I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of putting hairspray on your hair when it's even a little bit wet. And and he did not do puffs. No, he did a a, a prolonged spray. Yes, there was not a puff in there. So he he has not learned well from his sensei, Steve. But he looked adorable with his hair like that. He did. And I love how everybody gave him shit as soon as he walked in. (laughs) Oh, I know. What'd you do to your hair? I thought it looked better than it normally did. I I did too, actually. It's kind of (laughs) funny. So the Duffers had said all along that they had planned to end the season with the snowball. Um, And, you know, so that was kind of the plan from day one before they even started writing. And that it was originally, that was originally where they were going to have Mike and Eleven reunite. Um, So, I mean, this is again, before they had even started kind of storyboarding and stuff, they thought that that would be a good place for to have the reunion. So, but then there's a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff that went on um, with the snowball. And I'll kind of blow through this as quickly as I can. If you watch Mike, um, when he's getting ready to kiss Eleven, he kind of mouths, um, um, okay, I'm coming in. (laughs) no way to her 
Uh, you can kind of see it. And I think that, you know, I think they kind of tried to cut it a little bit, but you can kind of see his lips moving a little bit. Aww. And whether it's not the take that they used or not, but he did say as they were getting ready to kiss, like, okay, I'm coming in <laughs> for the kiss. Aww, and, and that's their, they don't kiss in season one, do they? Did they like have like, I can't remember now. No, they just had the, they just had the one kiss and then they had this one. So those, those are the only two kisses that that I know of, I think so. No, I was trying to think I was in my head. I was trying to remember which kiss both Millie and Finn were referring to saying it was so awkward. And I guess it was the first one. The first one. Yeah. 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 Um, although when they kissed here in the snowball, the filming had to stop because all 250 little kid extras in the thing started clapping <laughs> when, they, when they started kissing. <laughs> which i thought was hilarious that is so cute i wish well i mean obviously they couldn't leave it in but yeah uh but the best story of all of this is what happened with caleb mclaughlin and sadie sink and their kiss it was not in the script at all um and it started because of them joking about it so sadie said I get there the first day of filming the snowball, me and Noah are walking in, seeing the decorations. This is from beyond stranger things. And she looks to the duffers and said, one of you, I think it was you, Ross. You said, Sadie, are you ready for your kiss? And she's like, what? No, no, that's not in the script. That's not happening. And Mm -hmm. so the whole day she says, I was stressed out. I was like, Oh my God, am I going to have to? And it didn't happen that first day and was never talked about. But then the second day of filming the snowball and then Ross interrupts, to tell the rest of the story. It's like, yeah, you had reacted so strongly to this. I was just joking at first, but you were so freaked out about it that I was like, well, I got to make her do it now. (laughs) So they ended up putting it in. And then the whole, you know, there, as it was being filmed, Bob Uh Norlick, who's the camera, the A camera app that I've talked about before Mm -hmm. is, is kind of trying to walk around them and get kind of get the, and he kept timing it wrong. So, So he would, he would get around and he would get around behind Caleb as the kiss happened but he couldn't get back around to get Caleb's reaction as they were filming it mm-hmm. so they had to they had to shoot it like 10 times so they had to kiss 10 times and do the scene over and over again while Gorlick was trying to get the camera shot right well she just lays it on him yeah yeah like if she just does it real quick though it's not very long it's very like it's like a little kid like hyping themselves up like I'm gonna do right. it yeah and get it over with yeah so I, I just thought that was so great how it wasn't even planned <laughs> they had given her so much crap about it that they had to just throw it in so she and she and caleb are the two oldest of that group right yeah, yeah. caleb's oldest and i think she's next i think so, so yeah. they're I think you're right so i think caleb's 20 now he looks like he's 30 Holy yeah he's like 20 and i think sadie is 19 maybe yeah. 20 yeah uh and then the whole dustin bit the Duffers also said that um, having Dustin and Nancy dance together was always kind of in the plans to throwing back to the very, very first episode. I remember we talked about this the at the time, how I said, you know, it was kind of weird that Dustin was kind of hitting on Nancy because it never resolved itself at all. And you're like, just wait. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I had completely forgotten about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a whole all of season one and all of season two later, they finally had their dance. But it was after Dustin was alone and rejected and, you know, sitting on the bleachers. He's crying. I know. And they said at the time that the Dolly Grip, who was working on the scene at the time, who's like this big, tough guy with a mohawk and everything like that. They looked over at him. The Duffers looked over at him at one point. And he was like bawling like a little baby seeing Dustin 
sitting on the steps like this big tough dolly are you dude. serious yeah and he was like he was like getting all weepy seeing dustin sitting there alone so i thought that was <laughs> that was kind of a neat thing too uh i also like the pure fuel callback when oh yeah uh, the kid asked nancy what pure was in the punch. That, was, that was pretty cool and then the um she's credited as cute girl marcel leblanc comes up and asks um zombie boy if he wants to dance so Similar to uh, Kaylee Glover back when we talked about, she was the the blonde haired girl. Uh, she played Jennifer, I think, mm-hmm. was it, at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the hometown, she's from Birmingham, Alabama. So the hometown paper interviewed Marcel after that scene too, um, because she's been in a couple other things. So I'll, pu- I'll post a link to that article too, because that was kind of, that was kind of neat how she got involved with the show and everything. So I swear one of these girls is from Lexington, Kentucky, and I don't know who it is. And I've tried to find it. I saw an article forever ago saying that one it, it of could them, be it could be stacy i don't know i, I didn't look i looked stacy on her i looked her up and it does not say her hometown on okay. imdb yeah because kaylee she's was, in three too that's true because kaylee was from um north carolina mm-hmm. so i have a question for you sure do you think that there's ever a chance that steve and nancy will get back together I don't know. God, anything could happen. I mean, good Lord. I just, I don't know how I feel about it. I think, you know, we're, we're talking about tropes and everything like that. I think at some point, Steve's got to find somebody, right? I mean, he's, you know, he's handsome college age dude with the awesome hair that all the girls love, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's got to get some kind of love interest at some point. I would. Well, I, would I don't know. I'm very nervous for Steve in season four very nervous <laughs> well so. somebody's gonna die at some point right you i know to... and if it's steve i will throw my tv out the window <laughs> i think i don't think you're alone at that i think there's probably about 14 I really, people to kill before steve but yeah i really feel like it might ruin the series for me if they killed him yeah i don't know who i would be willing to let go but yeah i'm not getting rid of hopper no not hopper joyce has already been through too much she can't die the boys yeah. don't have anybody else yeah will no Jonathan, maybe I could, but it would be cruel. I mean, Joyce has been through so much. Oh, that's true. Joyce has been through a lot. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't grieve that much over Jonathan. Yeah. He's like my least favorite, favorite. Yeah. So then we, uh, we end uh, with the camera rotating upside down and every breath you take and the monsters sitting there and oh my God. And yeah. Where are we going next in season three? Yikes. Yeah. So that mind flare just sits and bides time. Yeah. So how surprised, what was, do you remember your reaction to that? Because, you know, we sit there and we think, oh, the gate's closed mm-hmm. and oh, life is good. And it's not even, a, well, it's like just over a month later and he's still there. Um, I so, kind of, I kind of took it like he was behind some sort of veil. So like he's, he's trapped, but he could still see Hawkins. I, yeah. I think like, that's what I thought yeah. in my head. I remember just being shocked that this is how it ended i because it's like you knew something had to happen i guess right yeah that's true but i can remember people like analyzing the shot and trying to see what cars were in the upside down to see if it was still the same time or if you know what i mean like they were they were like looking at every possible thing yeah and really i just don't know it really didn't lend us any ideas for season three i don't think it gave anything away of how it was going no i don't i don't think so either and i think at the time i was like you know it was kind of it was kind of shock like oh my god he's still out there 
But now kind of rewatching it again, I'm like, well, what is the point of the whole closing of the gate thing? I mean, the whole season was, you know, them, you know, leading up to closing the gate. The gate is closed. Life is good. And a month later, now he's back. I don't think he's back, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we we know going into season three, obviously. But, you know, yeah, at the time, I I was trying to remember how I felt about it. I am still very confused on the different we just don't know enough about the upside down really i have no, no. like it's just it's and i would have open. i would have gladly traded the lost sister episode for the lost mind flayer episode same would have a little bit a little bit know, of an origin story on you know the Demogorgon's how it works wife. And, yeah yeah look into that wife and kids and where he yeah. lives and yeah what sure. his family's like <laughs> you have a basement i don't know yeah all right where do you want to go first Let's do your Colin moment. Well, it had to be school dances, right? Middle school dances? God, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, that was like, that was like every, decorations not included. That was like every middle school dance I ever went to. Oh, yeah. I was just looking around at all the all the outfits and all the decorations and, and the slow dancing and the hands on the hips and the hands on the shoulders. And the, oh, it's so and the, stiff. And the waving back and forth. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it just took me back. I, I've talked about, you know, the painter's hat that I had with all the rock and roll, you know, <laughs> the band buttons all over it. Um, and that was the thing. I mean, people like took my hat off and, and you know, they wanted to wear the hat and the hat got passed around and. I mean, it was just, it was just, and I remember, um, oh God, when we had middle school dances, they had the the refreshments table up and they had the cookies and they were like kind of flower petal cookies with the hole yep. in the middle. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they are. Like butter cookies? Yeah. And I get like five or six of them and put them on my finger. And fingers? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, that is such a middle school boy thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, no, we didn't like, have. You know, you'd, you'd sit on the bleachers, and the boys would be on one side, the girls would be on the other, and, mm-hmm. and unless, you know, in sixth grade you happen to have, you know, a couple, and there were oh very, yeah, and the... very few and far between, you know, people had coupled off that early, so yeah. Oh no, yeah, but my best friend had a boyfriend then, and he, I remember, it was such a big deal because they would walk around with their hands in the back pockets of each other's jeans. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Jordache jeans, sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I just, that whole, it really does capture the awkwardness of middle school. Just a dance, a dance is like, a middle school dance is the epitome of just that awkward stage. Yeah, and and in case they're not these days, and people watch Stranger Things and like, and they're looking at that dance and going, what is that? That's exactly what they were like. I mean, they nailed it. Yep, they did. Okay, so we had a little break from Where in the World is Last Week. Well, we got we got some this week, so let's do a little Where in the World is. I did no studying, so let's go. <laughs> I, I'm, I know I always say I'm confident, but so as they are heading out in their various ways, when they send them to Hopper's shed, Hopper gives them directions to get to the shed. Uh, and they, he says to take Denfield. I think he says to take Denfield. Uh, and then later, when Max is driving, she turns on to Mount Sinai. I will lump them together because the answer is the same for both. So Denfield and Mount Sinai. Real, not real. And if they are real, where are they? Real. Durham, Durham North Carolina. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> I did it. You got it. Yahoo. Yes, they're all, everything's right around Durham. They're all right around Loch Nora and everything else out there. So. Excellent. Okay. You got, you got any, I had a couple little things. 
Wait, did, did you see something? Yeah. What did, what did you see? I did have one, and now I can't remember what it was. I didn't write it down. I, I'll just kind of blow through them quickly. When they were um, going through the pile of stuff outside, at one point, Steve is going through and he picks up the Christmas lights. And they were the Christmas lights that um, Joyce had yes. on the wall. Um, <laughs> so she still had the Christmas lights. I also liked, and this was an ad lib, when Steve is in the back of the car and they're driving and he wakes up and he looks over at Mike and goes, Nancy? That was ad-libbed by Joe Keery, oh. which I thought was a neat little thing. Uh, and then two things at the dance. One is the blue bracelet, which I've talked about throughout this whole thing. Uh, Elle now has the blue, bra- blue bracelet on mm-hmm. uh, from Hopper, which was Sarah's um, old hair tie. Uh, and then just a real quick thing. They, I think it was the first wide shot of the gym um, at the dance. Everybody's dancing that, you know, the robot, you know, yeah. across from each other, you know, stiff, super stiff. But right kind of in the middle, there's a kid in it's kind of a light lime green shirt with suspenders and he's dancing with a girl and they're doing all kinds of twirls and twists and looking like straight out of Dancing with the Stars. But it's they the craziest thing. Doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's just the weirdest thing. Um, I mean, it's just like a half a second scene, but you'll just, if you go back and look at it, you'll notice it. It's just, there's it's, the fr- it's kind of like an aerial shot looking down, mm-hmm. like taken from the bleachers. And there's like this one couple and they're just like going at it, man. They're like twirling and everything. It's just really funny. Well, when they're, when the camera zooms out at the end of the day, at the end of the episode, there's one person, it's a girl and she's in a dress and she's by herself and she's like swaying back and forth, but you can tell it's not to the, the beat is off. Oh, to every like breath she, you take. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. she's not listening to, and she's by herself. All right. Let's blow through the music. You got a lot. Holy moly. We got eight songs uh, and that's not even all of them. So um, I'm actually going to include a link in our socials. Um, trying to remember who did, I think deadline, I think it was deadline uh, did a um, Q and a with Nora Felder, who's the music supervisor. Um, about how she picked the music, where it all came from, and all that kind of stuff throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she also talks a little bit about the snowball. So, uh, okay, so the first song is uh, going back to Karen in her bath, "The Way We Were" by Barbara Streisand. Uh, came out in September of 1973, reached number 11 on the charts. Second song is "I Do Believe I Fell in Love" by Donna Summer. Uh, and this was the song uh, that was playing in the background when Karen gives Billy the directions on to how to get to Joyce's house. So uh, I do believe I fell in love with Donna Summer was not released as a single, but was on the B, uh, B side of She Works Hard for the Money, came out in the summer of 1983. Rare Bird by Tangerine Dream. God, they love Tangerine Dream. This is the song that's playing when the lab closes and Murray is outside waving and everything like that came out in uh, 1984. So that track's fine. And then we move on to the snowball. So prepping for the snowball, they have Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Holmes. Came out in 1957, reached number six on the charts. And then just this last year, Christmas, um, uh, well, January of 2021, uh, when Mariah Carey, Shot to the top of charts again with um, All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh, Jingle Bell Rock returned to the charts and reached number four for the first week in January of 2021. So, because cool. everyone was so depressed from COVID, yeah, they needed, like... needed some Christmas music. So, 
Okay, then we got the four songs at the dance. Uh, first was Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. That's playing when Dustin gets dropped off by Steve. Came out in September of 1983. Went to number five on the charts. Next one is Twist of Fate by Olivia Newton-John. Interesting bit of trivia about this is that they decided kind of day of to make this uh, song that they used. So this was not one that they had planned. They were just kind of tossing ideas around and they decided to come up with uh, Twist of Fate, which was from um, the movie Two of a Kind, came out in October of 1983 and went to number five on the charts. So, Ooh. And then the first slow dance, that the dreaded slow dance at the, the slow song at the middle school dance, uh, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. came out in January of 1984 went all the way to number one and stayed there for two weeks oh you know that was a hot song to slow dance to oh yeah and then the last song every breath you take by the police came out in May of 1983 went to number one stayed there for eight weeks was the number one song for the entire year of 1983 and was also the number five song for the entire decade of the 80s and is Colin's favorite song ever. Is it true that it's really about a stalker? It is, which I think is great. First of all, I just I love the song and I don't, yeah. it's not about the message and everything. I just love the sound of the song. I've always mm-hmm. loved Stuart Copeland's drumming and I thought Andy Summers, the guitar intro, I just, I just love how it sounds. It's like, brilliantly produced song i just i love it but i love how it fits you know because it is it's a sinister song and everybody thinks it's like this romantic you know i'll always be with you and every which i've i've always heard that that it was about a stalker but like i you know i've never it is a a creepy sinister you know i'll be watching you song which obviously why did he why perfectly with the yeah. Um, but yeah, fits perfectly with the mind flare staring at everybody mm-hmm. and watching everybody. So yeah, so there you go. That's your music for this week. And and check out the um the the link I'll I'll post about Nora Felder because there's some really interesting stuff in there. They do a really lengthy interview with her about it. So okay, superlatives. Okay. Ooh. Superlatives, you want to go first? Best line. Steve talking to Nancy outside and mm-hmm. explaining to her that I may be a pretty shitty boyfriend, but it turns out I'm actually a pretty damn good babysitter. Uh, I went with Dustin, and when he is watching Steve get his ass beat. It makes me think of Karate Kid. To <laughs> think of Dumb and Dumber, kick his ass, or ass. or Dumb and Dumber, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone says, "Murder him." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, most spirited. I had to go with kind of kind of what I did back in season one when they were all in the auditorium for the um, the memorial for Will. Just the costuming that they you know that they took the time for the they had two hundred and fifty extras in that gym. And they all had to be dressed and they all are dressed really, really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, period appropriate. I mean, they're not 
dress yeah. well, but right. Um, I did so, yeah. think Nancy's dress was cute, and I loved her hair. I did too. I did too, and I love Dustin too. I like I like Dustin's yeah. outfit, and I also like Stacy's um, kind of look too with her dress and her yeah. hair and everything. It's kind of eighties. My 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 eighties. My most spirit is is, is actually Stacy's hair, and yeah, I I know that it is the it was the look, but I feel like where I'm from. I don't know maybe the southern thing it was more the bangs were more forward like it was like half and half like half yeah, the bangs yeah. would go forward and then half of them would go back yeah. and stacy just looked like something about mary like she had just yeah it was just like straight up you know, it yeah like bee, it was almost like a beehive like an 80s beehive kind of yeah thing. so yeah. And i mean it was just it was half up half down but her bangs were just literally just straight up yeah. and teased <laughs> lots of aquanet or fair faucet spray yeah, absolutely yeah. And she probably puffs it. She does not. She probably does not. No, I bet. No, you're wrong. I bet she is a prolonged sprayer. Just... Prolonged sprayer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Stranger thing. I went with the mind flare behind. I keep calling it the web, but the gate. Just the, gate. Yep. the yep. slow moving and yep. just very ominous looking. Yeah. I went with the whole scene of Will getting exercised, ex- exorcised, not exorcised. Yeah. It was just terrifying. But God, Noah was, Noah was so great. He's just so great. I was watching it with Mike and Mike was like, he had to feel so awkward doing that. And I was like, yeah, You're right. He probably did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's something that I notice a lot, you know, going back and watching it. If I'm watching something for the sixth or seventh or 12th time or whatever, mm-hmm. you can kind of look at those kind of things. And, and, you know, some of those scenes, you know, especially like the scene when he was convulsing in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're like, okay, Noah, go at it. <laughs> Right, we're, we're going to sit here how and you, film you, and how do you just turn it on like yeah, that? That's crazy. So. I don't know. All right, MVP. After discussing this episode, I'm giving it to my man Steve. Okay, Steve the character, not Joe the actor. No, Steve the character. Steve the character. Okay. Yeah, he he's he's a great babysitter. He he set the the tunnels on fire. Yep. He was willing to protect, you know, all the kids. They're the ones that screwed it up because they were yep. peeking out the window. So yeah, my yep. man, Steve. I can't argue with that. Um, I went with the adults. I went with Joyce and Hopper just because they kind of, you know, kind of kept everybody in check and did their thing and, and were there for the kids. And I mean, if you take a step back and you think about <laughs> you know, what I mean, is going on in these people's lives. How hard is it know? to parent? you know, middle schoolers and teenagers anyways, and throw yeah. in an alternate dimension with yeah. monsters. It's like, yeah. my God. <laughs> we think we have it so hard, but think of poor Joyce. Yeah. Think yeah. of Joyce Byers. Right. Yeah. Just that yeah. lady has got it rough. Yep. All right. I think that wraps it up. All right. That does it for this episode of Scoops Ahoy. If you want to get more of us, you can follow us on all the socials. We are at Scoops Ahoy pod on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. If you have anything that you want to tell us or have a super superlative that you want to submit on your own, you can email us at scoopsawaypod at gmail.com. Next week, we will be doing a wrap up of season two, talk about everything that's happened and we'll get prepared for the start of season three, which might be my favorite season. I don't know. So If you like this podcast, you can always leave us a review because that helps us get in front of other potential listeners. It does need to be on iTunes because Apple rules all in the podcast world for whatever reason. So I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.
Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Pixabay.